Hello, what's up Podcast Nation? It's Matunda here and we're here live in Dar es Salaam City. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon and we're here to kick off with episode 2 of The Life of an Entrepreneur Air One. If you haven't if you haven't listened to my podcast, please start with episode 1 and you can come and join us in episode two if you have already started with episode one well this is episode two and in episode two i will explain to you all the struggles i went through before i started my first business my first serious business i'm gonna walk you through all that i'm gonna walk you through my failures my series of failures my series of experiences so i hope you enjoy and i hope you learn a thing or two from this episode all right so previously so kicking off to where we last ended episode one prologue um i told you about how i realized that my desire was entrepreneurship and in the long run attaining wealth now from rich from reading rich dad poor dad one of the very one of the very valuable lessons i learned was the power of self-investing now what that means is the power of self-learning self-educating And they say investment in thyself pays the best dividends. So I was able to learn that at a very stable age of 16. And at that time, I came to realize that if I want to make it through business, I'm going to have to learn from experiences. I'm going to have to learn these theories. I'm going to have to learn from these business leaders. And I'm going to have to compromise it into the actual current environment of which I'm at. You see, most of these books I've been reading are all based in Western countries like the U.S., mostly the U.S. Now, I would say some of the things, one of my mistakes at that time is I usually took the raw information without considering the sort of environment we're at. We're in Tanzania, then the U.S. I didn't consider the sort of environment. Therefore, I just took a thing as it is and I tried putting it in our current environment but what i was supposed to do i was supposed to compromise i was supposed to take the value i was supposed to take the knowledge and i was supposed to transmute it and make it fit with the actual environment of which i'm at so starting to starting where i left off finish rich dad poor dad i was like wow this book is amazing this book is the best i really know what i want to do i want to be an entrepreneur i want to gain wealth i want to invest so i started i started reading more books i read rich dad i read the rich dad cash flow quadrant i read the rich dad guide to investing i read all those during my holidays and when i came back to school i met up with this friend of mine called perfect so this kid this guy actually he also he had similar interests to me with me he we had similar interests and which was entrepreneurship so this guy he pulls up a prospectus and re- referencing from rich dad poor dad we he was he was always telling us how important it is to be financially literate and how to understand financial statements how to read them and how to interpret and analyze them so this guy perfect he comes with a prospectus from vodacom vodacom went public in the year 2017 so apparently the guy had the 2017 prospectus it was 2018 we sat down there and then i was like yo let's do let's do what rich dad told us to do let's try to learn financial statements luckily we were taking the business class and in business class we already learned what financial statements 
are and we learned them in a simple way but from le- from learning in a prospectus there was a thing or two that got into my mind new knowledge new concepts so we opened the book he showed me the annual he showed me the annual reports at the time they were private he showed me their financial forecasts and projections he showed so i learned new terminologies such as the beta earnings before interest tax amortization i learned what the hell earnings is eps all that i learned all that and when i when it was when i finished learning should i say fortunate or unfortunate i only got to learn from him in that one day in those few minutes it was his prospectus i only learned all that i just learned that little and topic was over we only went back to our normal lives so when i when i got a glimpse of that prospectus i was like uh huh so this is how shareholding works so this is how equity investment works huh i got very curious and i wanted to learn how, what what it means to buy shares what it means to hold them what it means to have them grow over time i wanted to learn all that compound interest all that stuff how to analyze companies and i was like yeah so i'm going to kick this next holiday so mean as we were still in school as we were still in school i took a shift from my science classes to my business classes this was mostly because the science classes were too tight and because of the science classes i didn't have much time to self educate myself and self improve myself so i made a s- switch to the business classes in the mid year i think god i was able to catch up with my classes so that way no harm no done this stuff wouldn't disturb me while i wanted more free time to pursue in self education so i i wouldn't say my time there was all useless i mean the bookkeeping classes were very important to me i learned so much accounting i learned i learned how to tr- treat different sorts of accounts how to make balance sheets it was all great all beautiful the commerce was like pain and i didn't i didn't i don't know what was the point of learning commerce anyways so yeah that was my form 3 my year 3 secondary we finished went for the big holidays now the big holidays that's where i learned what investing is and what it's all about i started reading the little book to value investing by john bogle i read all that and i came to realize that in order for me to invest i need to understand a company i need to analyze a company i need to see its strength its flaws i need to see its competitive advantages so i need to understand the numbers and when i read that book that book was a blessing to me i learned most of these stuff I finished reading that book. It was felt amazing. I was like, let's go for the other one. What was next? Intelligent Investor. So, I tried reading The Intelligent Investor. I will not lie to you. I was still a newbie and at the time I was reading The Intelligent Investor, I didn't understand anything. Oh my god, that book was it was good, but it was complex, okay? Now, the good thing about being born in such an era where there's so much information is that if you don't understand a book you can just go to youtube and ask for the lesson summary and i think god there was there was this channel that was right there for these sort of books it's called investing book summaries and i just went through all the 20 chapters of intelligent investor i understood most of what was being taught and what was being portrayed in that book i read think and grow rich 
I, I learned the powers, the untapped powers we human beings possess and how much potential we have inside of us. It was all great. Now, this is where the, this is where the downside came. Um, the holiday was ending. I fell in love with the power of self-learning and I'm going back to school. It's year four. Now, year four, I would tell you, it was a pain in the ass, mostly because I didn't have free time and mostly because we were always stressed and strained to study our butts off because it's a candidate class and the, and from being in one of the best schools in the nation, that means a lot and you really have to put the reputation of the school the school has to shine fuck you guys it's the school that needs to shine we don't care what you guys get anyways so we're right we're in division we're, we're in year four form four we go in all right there we go so everything was going well at first i was still learning my stuff i was still i was still learning my stuff i remember in such a time when i was in boarding if i didn't have if i wanted to read a book or if i wanted to learn something I was very fortunate to have this teacher who went by the name Stali Hassan. Now this guy was a very cool fella. I'll just go to him. If it's a free lesson, he'll let me use his laptop and I would research on what I should learn next. And if I had pocket money, I would simply pay the guy and simply request that he would print out the book. Yes, that's how life was difficult in boarding. Yes, that those are the extremes I went through. So I had to print out a very big book and then during my free time i'll go like put the book right there and then i'll start reading the book that's what i used to do because at even most of these books weren't in the bookshops and all that so eventually it's either you pirate them yeah that's right i pirate my books online this is tanzania screw you i pirate my books or or i print them out like what i did in school least likely buy them from bookshops because they mostly don't have them so yeah print out the books i would read them i remember at that time i understood mostly what analyzing companies was all about so i i went i printed out apple annual reports for the last 10 years i read through all of them i tried doing analysis i i did analysis in so many companies when i was in school and yeah so the results came out for the previous form fours and turns out they failed now that was the beginning of a very very bumpy ride for me the moment those guys failed they brought the school reputation down so then they're like oh my god these guys are the 23rd in the nation and they're already used to being in the top 10 so pressure was on us so you motherfuckers you guys are gonna rebuild that brand so then we're like you guys need to get back in the top 10 and we had a very 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 strict second master i mean that guy was such a pain like i'm telling you it used to be some tough shit right there so then like st- that stuff started getting in my head at first it was chill it was chill it was chill then this thing started getting in my head i was like what the hell there's so much ta- all my free time was taken i didn't have that time to learn all i was doing was homework because we had so much homework and we had so many notes to finish i was like you know what i can't take this anymore i'm gonna drop out of school like if if this if these are the extremes i have to go through i can't i want to go home 
I want to drop out and I want to learn myself. I want I want to continue with my self education. This is bullshit. You can put me through all this, and all this is basically useless crap. I mean, I used to hate math, still do. I mean, what the hell is logarithms and vectors gonna help? How 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 is that shit gonna help me out in life, huh? Yeah. So I I, I got my confidence. I was like, I'm gonna drop out of school. Called my mom. My mom came. Now this 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 is where. This is where I should have considered the compromising effect. This is what happens when you take knowledge from the West and bring it to the East, particularly East Africa. You get shoved up in the ass. So I call my mom and I'm like, you know what, mom, I can't do this anymore. I want to drop out of school simply because there's so much hard time here. That's one. Two, I hate studying academics. Three, I just want to do what I love. I want to learn what I love and there's no more time for that here my mom cried because it was my mom's dream for me to reach very far in education it was my mom's dream for me to reach universities and get the very high credentials so then she cried and she's like ima if you drop out of school then i am not your mother bam so then she cried and then she's like and then my dad's like i'm disappointed in you kid i'm like what the hell I, I, so this is this is what happens. I tried I tried inputting logical sense into my parents. My mom particularly reacted with emotion. So I was trying to input logic, like logical reasons to why she drop out of school and why this is crap. And they, as parents, reacted emotionally, considering that they had their own dreams towards me. And at that point in time, it was basically too late because they had already paid the whole year's school fees. And then I was like, I just want, I want to get out of this. I don't want this anymore. Then my mom was, now this is this is a trick they used to put me inside. I have to admit, I was still naive. This is what they told me: if you can't start a business, you can't start a business until you have your, until you have your, your form four credentials, until you have your university credentials and shit like that. Mostly form four. Form four is like like the groundwork. It's like foundation to education. So then they're like, if you don't have that, no bank will want to loan from you. I mean, no bank will want to loan you. No one will want to team up with a guy who wasn't going to school. I was like, wait, what, really? And yeah, plus we've already, we've already, um, we've already paid the whole year fees. So fuck you, kid, you're staying in school. I'm like, but dad, mom, uh, uh, uh. And then, and then literally I had no power because I was in boarding and yeah i was like you know what's fine i'll just finish my air four and i'll drop the hell out of this shit so i we went for a brief holiday and this is where one of my other lessons kicked in i was a very i was very hot-headed and i was very impatient when i went back when i went for a two-week midterm break i was like i want to start a business a petty business and i believe i can start it in two weeks so I didn't have a very good plan. I didn't know what it would be about because there were so many petty businesses and I was like, whichever one I take, no problem. So then, and not to mention, I wasn't financially prepared. Nor was I prepared to fundraise because I didn't know very many people. I didn't have a very strong connection and my parents wouldn't agree to it. So I was like, mano hermano, solo the solo. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I took 100k from my cosmetics business, the one I told you of in the first episode. Um, I was like, okay, okay, what, what business should I start with? I did tons of research when I was 
the first few days i did tons of research talked to a lot of petty business people and i i picked one i was like okay i'm gonna take that one i'm gonna take the one where they sell soda or the one where they sell barbecue if one of them fails i'll take the other one my last resort is the burger stand that's like my big petty gun like my 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 trump card my trump business so i was like okay let's do this so i take the 100k very inexperienced i didn't even research the market prices of the equipments i need i didn't have the connection to find the person who i would employ and not to mention there was a bit of process the person needs to get a certain like the person needs to get an id they need to get a an a an id to legally do the work so yeah and i was under 18 so no idea for me so then i was like okay let's do this let's do this i took my 100k i went to karyako and i realized that most of the things i planned to get were out of my budget and i was a few days down to opening school not to mention i couldn't find a person to employ and start that business so anyways i went back to school with a battle i've lost it wasn't very surprising for considering the fact that i've been through a lot of losses so yeah we went back to school and i remember i remember i remember that i had the trump card the burger stand i told you of i wanted to start with that one i knew that one was gonna be a bit capital intensive so i was like you know what i'm gonna team up with my pals so i went back to school I talked to the then entrepreneurs, the guys who sell the big bombs and the nuts and the cool stuff, and the ones who do pho- photography for free time and video editing. So I went to those guys, the founder, should I say, owner of Black Island, Gilbert, and the random trader who's also a nice brand, like he's a personal brand, and he. Uh, like there's no business that's done without you passing through your zone so then i went to those two guys i was like yo guys i want to start this business i want to start this burger business and i want to start this project when we finish from four you know i can't do it alone i want to team up with you niggas we're good friends so then i was like let's do this mon amigos and then they're like yeah let's do this so then we we're hype 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 so then we start planning during daytime we would work in class during nighttime if we found the time we would discuss about this venture we're about to kick off with when we finish from four then this other guy overheard us and then wanted in and now that sure thing it's no big deal right so it was all right so then there that was our circle of safety we felt very strong and we felt like we could take on anything the world would throw us yeah so we planned we planned now in the midst of planning we're like okay here's what we're gonna do the next holiday in the next holiday let's say i'm gonna write the business plan you're going to research your recipes so we're like we split we split the work we split the work and then and then in the holiday one thing i came to realize one of the one of the lessons i come to realize is nobody gives a shit about your ideas as much as you do so most of my partners weren't fully committed to most of my partners weren't fully committed to the missions they had i was but of committed they they i'm not trying i'm not trying to point fingers or say like they they were just slacking off but it wasn't done as effectively and that's where i truly learned that you and only you 
should really care for your shit. If you don't, nobody else will. Nobody else will follow up your ass and be accountable for the idea you brought. So then, during that that adventure taught me a lot. Um, one of the things I learned was to write a business plan. This time I did my research. I did very good research. I did my accounting forecasts, and then I brought them to school. I remember my my forecasts were were very 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 overvalued like very overvalued i was like yo this is crazy like crazily overvalued i remember i went there and i was like yo so this business needs a 50 million capital now 50 million our school fees is 8 million and everyone's like nigga you crazy like what the hell did you say man this makes no sense They're like seriously bergestan 50 million i thought it was possible i was naive they were like no no bro Bro, we're gonna end up selling our own selves to get that capital. That's crazy. So during that during that summer class we had that 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 mid mid class event we had, I was like, hmm, maybe I got the numbers wrong. Went back home, we made the numbers with better research and found a sensible cap of eight million. And I came back to school with a fully written business plan for the burger stand, the value, the vision the targets the competition all that thanks to the how to how to make your business plan kit for dummies yeah thanks to that dummies book so then i was like all right let's do this those guys yeah they all did their portions um we did a lot actually we planned we discussed a lot it was it was eye-opening because i learned a lot of stuff but one thing i truly learned one thing I truly learned from that experience because when we finished from four, that business never took off. And the reason why that business never took off, the reason why that business never started was because we had not attained the value of the lesson called start small. We didn't we neither had that and also we didn't have either the confidence and plus this was more like hype. It was dopamine driven. It was dopamine driven. The moment we split, the moment we split, we had very poor coordination. We also had an inability to raise capital. Like, I remember most of us would just mostly go to our parents and our relatives. That's all. That's the best we could think of. Those are our greatest financiers. We didn't have the ability to raise capital at that time. And that is the reason why that business never started. So anyways, rewinding back to school, while we're still hype and we believe that we would start this business in the December 18th, I was like, hmm, I need, I need to do a little bit business, a little bit black market shit, because business, doing business ain't allowed in school, so I was like, okay, we need to do something here. I need to test my entrepreneurial skills. So at that moment, I joined the what we call the majority the business done by the majority which was selling lollipop and gum and biscuit and nuts and tons of other things so i teamed up with my pal alan charles we combined our pocket money he went out he bought all that stuff we smuggled it in it was during a bonanza bonanza day it was athletics day 
now at least i found my sports so i wasn't bored that day and i didn't mind about the sports by the way this loser insecurity thing was off me because i had new hopes and i was like hmm I, i'm self-aware and i'm i'm about to, when i when i take on the entrepreneur action i will be way ahead of so many people so that put me secure a bit i still feel ins- I, i still feel secure with that belief that this early goal with entrepreneurship it will take me way further and by the time we're in our 20s i'll be further than most of my dudes here so yeah we started entrepreneurship we were selling basically lollipops and gums chewing gums during that bonanza during that bonanza yeah um i hired salesmen <laughs> yeah those salesmen they didn't do they didn't do very well I remember I was like, "Whoa, you guys ain't selling this. You you guys ain't selling this." Well, I took one of my one of the bags and then I started distributing. I started selling, I started selling, selling, selling. It went well. I remember in the end of the day, I had so little remaining. One of my sales people, Prince, was like, "I can't believe I couldn't sell to these parents." Um, well, m- mostly because they lacked confidence. So then he was like, "No, I." I won't fail you. I'm going to do this. I believe in the guy. The guy eventually sold off his bag amongst the students. And yeah, we got all our capital back. We split the profits. It felt good. That was my first entrepreneurial adventure. It was more like sports because it was very mild. It was very unprepared. It was just like tap, tap, tap. And the profits were very easy and very predictable. So yeah, I'll stop there. I'll stop there for now. We will continue next week. We'll continue with what happened with Dingo and what other processes went. Yeah, the name of the burger stand was called Dingo. Dingo Burgers. What happened to Dingo Burgers? What processes did I go through in depth? And more reasons why it failed. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a friend who really wants to hear this kind of who wants to get this kind of value please share i'd really appreciate it thank you and have a good time